on my check my check it's your boy king jules live in the flesh um you know what it is this is your boy church no sauce um so we, we, you decided that you're not going to be the sauce anymore I, I'm, maybe I, like for your for your friends we'll just call you the sauce because that's that's it but yeah. like for the world you church I could do that. I, I think I think that we finally found a happy medium right there. How many times have we had this conversation? So many times that we never came to like a logical. I did get the AirPods though. Oh, um, you did? Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah, Apple unveiled uh, unveiled that they were. Oh, we recording too. Yeah. Oh shit! Had no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nah. Um. Actually, Apple has been going in. Um. This week. Uh. Did they release anything today? Actually, today's Friday. Um, they had the AirPods. They announced it. Mon- Monday was iPod. iPad. Yes. Tuesday was iMac. Wednesday was AirPods 2. And then people, there was rumors that Thursday was going to be like iPod Touch, new iPod Touch and Air Power. Um, but nothing came out Thursday, actually. And today's Friday. I don't know if anything came out. I actually didn't look at all. Um, hopefully, Air Power came out, I guess. But that shit is a pad that, you know, charges three devices at once. But the, Apple's going to charge like $300. But you know what's stressed out because of the fact that like i bought the airpods like last summer yeah and i love them they're, they're literally the greatest thing ever and i recently just got into wireless charging i bought a wireless charger for my phone and i was just like every time i put my airpods on i will hope that it will wireless charge and i'm just like why would you guys create the iphone x and the xr and don't put wireless charging in the airpods like in your first initial one yeah and now now the second one comes out and then now you have it it's like you already had that technology in your phones why did you put it in that, that what's like, crazy is that phones? when they announced the airpods the day they came out they also announced air power mm-hmm. and they showed on the video uh airpods that you could put on the mat but they didn't sell it they didn't release that and it's still two it's taking two years for it to come out mm-hmm. and um i actually got the ones with the wireless mat um, not wireless map, but the wireless charger. Um, Forty dollars extra. You got some money, bro. Um, you know, tax returns. You know, felt that like nigger rich though. Nigger rich. I mean, you know, I have you know uh, stocks, savings. So like, we try to keep it you know stable. But okay. nigger rich definitely. You got to put that shit in the savings. I'm, but we gotta, we gotta, you know, treat yourself. That's true. You gotta treat yourself. You've done it all the time. I, I know. I've, I've when you it. buy your iPhone 10 R, I know. No, all right. So I know you were treating yourself. You were. This, I remember the week before, and you were like, "Oh man, broke." Next fucking week, I see you with the 10 R. This nigga. I also <laughs> me buying the 10 R was because of the fact that my iPhone 7 was like overheating on a regular basis. Good reason. I, good reason. Good reason. And obviously, that, when Apple unveils a new phone, every all the other phones stop working, <laughs> and my phone just so happened to be one of them that started overheating. So that's why I bought the 10R. But I definitely agree, you should treat yourself. But in the same thought process, you should also spend your money wisely and don't act nigger rich. Like I feel like in the black community, when people get a, a little lump sum of money, totally, we just go go ahead and we're just like, and it goes fast. It goes fast because you think, yo, I got a thousand dollars, yo, I could do this, I could do that, I could buy this. Then you start buying, I got to buy myself a new pair of sneakers. I'm going to buy myself some new clothes. I'm going to go fix the car. I'm going to go do this and spend all this money. I'm going to go to the club. We're going to go off and I'm going to spend $200 in a night. And then you Damn. realize it's just like, <laughs> yo, that $1,000 is gone and I'm back to reality. And something my mom told me recently was just like, when you get, uh, say, say, for instance, you pay off a bill. Say you're paying off your monthly bill, student loans, phone, phone bill, credit card. Once you pay off that credit card or that student loan or that bill, then act like you still are paying that money to the bill and put it aside to yourself. Totally. Don't act like you're out here 
got money to blow you. I got extra money. Like, be smart with your investments. Be smart with your money. Put that shit to the side. You know, don't go, you don't got to go all over the place and go spend all your money in one place, you know? No, that's a fact. And, you know, like, and it's hard. It's not easy. You know, it's, you know, they don't teach us this shit in school. It took us until we're 25 years old to to realize that, you know? Um, That's one thing. Um, and especially if you're living in New York, like it's so expensive to live here. And then you're coming out of college with a hundred thousand dollars in debt. You know, um, it's not, it's not easy to be in that position at all. My mother, she's, I don't know why, but she has like this very conservative view. Like when the whole government shutdown happened, she was like, Oh, like whatever, you're not getting paid for a month. You should have money to pay rent for that. And I was like, you know, in America, 80% of people can't afford like a $500 emergency. Like... Because they no can't. We don't it, people are living check to check, you yeah. know, and that's the whole issue with wealth wealth disparity in this country. But some people can't do that. So like, um, you're like, nah, I can't even put twenty dollars, mm-hmm. especially when you have like children, a mortgage to pay. If you get sick and you get cancer and your insurance doesn't cover, you're gonna get hundreds of thousand dollars in, in hospital bills because we don't have health care in this country free for all. Like, all that it adds up, and so many people start in the negative. Um, but, like, uh, I don't even know what I was trying to get at, but it is hard to be in that position. But you, what you should do is, like, as soon as you get your paycheck, even $10, $15, you start off. Side, yeah. You could just put it in your savings account. Like, I know, and any quarter you have, so get a piggy bank. You know, like, I, I, I'm, like, one of those people that loves finding new apps. And, like, I think it's called Robinhood or yes, whatever. Yes, great app. Like, apps like that where they kind of take your spare change and reinvest your money into it. You know, I feel like... Like you mentioned, you know, we were not taught these things. It took us until we were 25 to realize that. And I feel like that's kind of how the American system is built up. You know, if you're not coming from a privileged family background, um, and not to say that we didn't come from, like, privileged because we were middle class, you know. Yeah, of course. We still had nice things and we still grew up pretty good. The fact that even we're born in New York City, like. Yeah, you know, it's still, you're still um, making your parents. We grow grow up faster than so many other people. So, like, in that sense, we were even lucky. But, no, we're in. Shit goes down here. And, like, in New York, that also, like, builds a hustler mentality. It does. Um, It it allows you to, like, not trust people because you feel like the next person is just trying to swindle you. Um, And, like, but that's just New York. But, see, it's funny that you mentioned hustler mentality um, because I feel like a lot of times with, like, how we are... Is that the, the reason why a lot of people are not enterprising and, like, going into business for themselves? Because I feel like right now we're about to see, like, a growth of people starting businesses on their own. Yeah. Because, like... The job market is terrible right now. Like, it's not, I'm not saying the job market, but like companies, like large corporations, are not paying people what they actually deserve. And people are saying, you know, everybody's freelancing. Everybody's freelancing. Everybody's going into business for themselves. Everybody's starting um, restaurants and local businesses. And like, small businesses are booming, you know, where back in the day, small businesses were like the pinnacle of what we, of the American system. Now we're seeing that this is happening again. It's kind of the cycle. Large corporations, they're they're growing, but they're starting to fall. And it's the reason but why is because people are not getting paid. The people at the top are getting paid, but people on the lower level, they're still getting minimum wage. And mm-hmm. like, if we're li- um, you can't afford to um, really live off a of minimum wage right now. Anywhere in New York City. You need two jobs. You need two jobs. You need two incomes to do that. And with that being said, there's so many people in the hood 
where we grew up, and it's like they niggas got hustling mentalities, but they all are about that get rich, get rich quick, you know, fast money type of scheme, and not taking that money and taking that hustling mentality and reinvesting it and starting their real businesses, legitimate businesses, and then helping boost up the community. But then we're the same people that get upset when like the gentrifiers come and they taking over our local bodega and they're yeah. taking over, they're putting up coffee shops and little vintage shops and all these different Complaining places. there's a neon sign at the bodega store. Yeah. Um, complaining that the ice cream man is too loud. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a fucking video on like Twitter like yesterday or today that it was like um, at uh, Canal Street, everything is packed. People wait for the train, and someone's just like, "I can't believe like the train is so packed." Yeah, but, it's like, why, why it's, do I live here? And yo, it's all like white people. Like you could tell, all gentrified, just going across the water, mm-hmm. and that, that shit was just just so cringy. And then the person who quoted it was like, "Yeah, um, that's why y'all shouldn't have moved here." Yeah, exactly. Like, what are you talking about? It's a, I feel like it's a sense of entitlement. Like I was on Gypsy Gypsy Housing this week, and a girl posted. Um, if you're not familiar, Gypsy Housing is like a real estate. It's literally like one of the first social media real estate companies. It was developed based off of like people who wanted to find legitimate apartments on Facebook where people they can match up with. And this girl posted on Gypsy Housing saying like, why do why do all you gentrifiers come here and make it so much harder for people who've lived here their whole lives to afford to live here? And one of the person's responses was like, well, you, we're not allowed to come to school and take job opportunities and all of this stuff. Like, we're not allowed to have a good life, too. And it's like, but do you, do you think about the fact that you're taking job opportunities away from people in the local community? Do you think about the fact that you're forcing people out of their neighborhoods, uh, forcing people out of their local businesses that they can't afford to live in anymore because of the fact that you're coming in and you're allowing these real estate developers and these landlords to hike up the cost of living, saying giving you a one-bedroom apartment that costs, like, what, 10, 20 years ago, maybe seven, 800 bucks. Now they're doubling that charge and it's costing 1800 to $2,000 just for a one-bedroom apartment. Nah, and you know, like, I... I blame him, but I can't fully blame him for not understanding because this shit is fucking ingrained in them. In history class, we're, we're taught that the British took, went to Africa, started the slave trade, everything went everywhere. They came to America, came to went to Jamaica, and then they just took the land away from everyone. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the same thing they did. And so they're, we're, we're taught this. We're not taught about um, black history really that much. We have a week when we get to the 1960s to talk about the Jim Crow era. era. That's the only time black people are brought up when you're in history class. Um, everything else is just how the white side mm-hmm. occurred. And so like it's ingrained in them. And they're like, it's okay for me to come to Brooklyn, not realize that other people live here um yeah i'm i'm I'm, I'm getting a good ass apartment but um you don't have to fucking they're like it doesn't matter i'm just i'm just one person They're like oh i'm just one person but everybody's coming Mm -hmm. i mean i blame like you know movies too new york is lit like i can't blame them new york is fucking lit lit. i love it here i'm blessed to fucking be born here you know what i'm saying like queens all day Mm -hmm. um but get the fuck out son just go to fucking long island and i feel like what makes it worse is that the, the gentrifiers come to our neighborhoods and they don't respect our neighborhoods it's like imagine if i went to the mid to the midwest and then i go and take over your whole neighborhood and your whole community that you lived your whole life in and i don't necessarily respect your your neighborhood and then i make you feel like an outsider and then i get upset when you tell me something yeah (laughs) they don't ever think about the fact that when they come to our communities they try to make us feel like outsiders like i can go in in a corner store and four or five white dudes walk in and they, they look at me crazy because i'm in the store that's in my local community like what are you doing here like 
where did where did that come from? Like, what, <laughs> my question is, what are you doing here? Like, you'd be surprised the shit that comes up. And then they swear that like they're down to like, bro. The the dude in the corner store was like, y'all sell twenty bags in here. I'm like, what are you doing, Brian? Why are you in here trying to fucking buy a twenty bag? They don't even sell twenty bags in the corner store. Like, what is wrong with you? Like. Come on. That ass. Like, all they got is Fonto. <laughs> like, it's just really upsetting to see. And, like, you know, like like you said, the same people, they're calling the cops, complaining about noise complaints. They're complaining about the ice cream truck, complaining about, you know, the, the crackheads that have been on the corner for 40 years that ain't going nowhere, that don't bother nobody, and that that's a staple in the neighborhood. Everybody knows Crackhead Joe that li- that be on green or whatever. You know what I mean? That's that's the shit that they don't, think, they don't think about that. They don't appreciate that, and they just think... I'm in my, this is my neighborhood now. I moved here. I'm paying taxes. I'm in charge. I run this. You don't run our neighborhoods. Because at the end of the day, this is still a black community. You might live in a black community, and as much as you want to gentrify, the black people still control it. When they, they look on the map and they start talking about Bed-Stuy and Fort Greene and Red Hook, and all of, they're associating them with the black communities that they used to be. They don't think about, oh, yeah, Fort Greene, this is gentrified now. Bed-Stuy is gentrified now. They don't think about those type of things. But like we, obviously, because we live in the city, we know that this is happening in a community. You know? It's and it's it's just gonna continue, unfortunately. It it's, but um, it's, it's the system, and we're not doing anything to break the system. And that's where I feel like we gotta encourage more like black, brown, and um, Latino um, people to really take the helm and really try to bring back business, try to take back our definitely. communities. You know what I mean? Like, definitely. The easiest way for us to get involved. Go to your community board. Find out who your community lead is. Because the, where we lose it, the lose our fight is that we want to fight after the stuff has been approved. We want to fight after the developments have been approved, after all the new businesses have been approved. You can go to the community board and fight against the fact that they're going to put a Whole Foods on, on um, Broadway or they're going to put a Chipotle on Broadway. You know what I mean? You can go fight against that. You know, big business, big, big business, big business. <laughs> Big businesses coming in your community. Damn, son. Nah, yeah, yeah. Nah, I feel you. But um, continuing with, like, you know, with Robinhood. I have Robinhood. Um, and right now I have, like, a stock in a company called AMD. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just a computer chip company. Uh, so, like, and they're going up right now. Um, they're only, it's only $28. I promise you guys, if you have, like, $100 to spare, buy three shares of AMD. Because once the Xbox is announced, probably in, like, the next five months... Um, that shit is gonna shoot up to like 35 and then once the PS5 gets announced it'll get shoot up to like 50 mm-hmm. so if you want to make some quick cash invest in AMD cause that's I bought it um, at $19 it went up to 30 at one point in August but then it went back down mm-hmm. and right now it's booming again because Google just announced their new gaming system and it's gonna have an AMD chip in it and so now it's back up to 26 and I have 40 shares and if you really think about that people don't they wait so like They'll wait to invest in the company once it really pops off. So you see Apple. Apple, yes, Apple is worth investing in. But invest yeah. in companies that help make Apple products what they are because those are the companies you can buy smaller and get a big return on. Like if you invest yeah, yeah. in Intel A4 chip, that A, what, what are they on? A12 right now? Right, right, right. If you invest in that the company that manufactures the A12 chip, you know you're going to get some bent because you might be able to buy it for maybe $20 a share as opposed to buying Apple at like $200 a share. 100%. And it's funny you say that because soon, like Intel, like the company that makes um, Apple's chips, even though they're Apple's chips, they, they need like a third party just to like construct them. Mm-hmm. I forgot what they're called, but once Intel, which is they're going to end their contract with Apple in like 220 for their MacBooks, mm-hmm. 
Apple's going to start doing their own chips for their MacBooks now. Mm. That's going to take out so much market share from Intel. Mm -hmm. So, if, like, even there's another thing you want to make money. I've been thinking about this. Buying, like, selling short, which is where you bet that the it's, company is going to go down, down yep, yeah. on Intel. Because mm -hmm. once Apple announces that, that's going to be, they're going to die. Mm -hmm. Apple's going to go up, and then that computer chip company that constructs Apple's chips is going to go up. So, like... You know, I should have bet short against Gap going down yeah once they announced that old navy was leaving the company and it gap went it went down gap went down but old navy went up oh shit mm -hmm. you know what we should have fucking sold short on gamestop my nigga that's a smart move. gamestop they've been, they, they've been dying they're dead like they're just going straight down they got to sell they couldn't sell that made their shit go down even more they should just close the company in my opinion not try to survive for another five years lose more money Declare bankruptcy now, close your company, in my opinion, because, you know, we're moving to the digital side of but downloading games and shit. The only thing that GameStop makes money on is buying used buy games selling and selling them. They don't really make that much money on the new game that comes. Mm -hmm. Probably make like three bucks, you know, that goes to the, to the um, like developer. Where a lot of these companies go wrong is that they enterprise too fast. They enterprise too fast and they have too many locations. And I can even attest to this with Gap, like... There's so many Gap stores, and you'd be surprised. They're, they're closing, like, over 250 stores. Mm. And realistically speaking, it's like people are not buying one for companies in stores as much as they were. You know, brick-and-mortar locations are really not where it, it is. But mm -hmm. if you have, like, really big flagship locations where people you're making an experience and people want to go there, that's where you're going to... Um, yeah. Um... Think about Kith. Kith opened... They got, what? Downtown Brooklyn. They got Soho. Um, they just opened Hudson Yards. They are they got Kith. Elton. Hudson Yards is popping. Then they just announced Kith in London, so they have all these little specific locations. But they're like following the Supreme. Um, same thing. Supreme blueprint. Following follow that same pattern where you go major cities, one central location, one. make it a, an experience for people to go to. So you think like yo, when people are coming to the city. Yo, I want to go to Kith. Like, that's the store I want to go to. All the hypebeats are going to want to go to Kith. Well, all the video gamers are going to want to go to this big game, GameStop flagship location that we, like, we want to go for an experience. We can play all the old games, see all the memorabilia. Like, that's where they should lean towards and close some of the stores. Like, what do we really need a GameStop on Jamaica Avenue for? Look at fucking Payless. They've said that. This is bankrupt. Going bankrupt. And they're closing all their American stores. Every single one. They're going to still be open in South America. Online is where Payless, I feel like they would thrive. Yeah, probably. I, I'm surprised, like, because, you, like, they e make... E-commerce is where it's at right now. E-commerce, if you have an online shop, and if these big businesses will focus more on their e-commerce, they will see more return against their bigger market. Oh, yeah, you don't have to pay rent for a fucking store. You could just ship it. Um, but, uh, you know what's, like, you know the most popular shoe in America is Skechers? Like, that's the most sold. I saw somebody with some Skechers today, and there was a dude, and they were actually pretty fire. I'm not going to lie. Kenneth, you know Kenneth? He works at Skechers, and he's like, the Skechers are fire now, bro. I'm like, fuck out of here, but he says they're fire now. And, and people buy Skechers. It's so the most. Gonna, so you're going to trade in your inertia? Fuck out of here. For, <laughs> for Skechers. Fuck out of here. Um, I mean, I, apparently it's popping. Like, I mean, it is, but it has been the most sold uh, sneaker wear uh, footwear in all of America for years. Mm -hmm. For some reason, it just is. I guess it's cheap. I don't know. Um, it's cheap, comfortable. Comfy. You know, the dad shoe. And people like brands that they can build with. That's why people people like the Gap brand because it's been over uh, 50 years. 
People like the consistency. People love, you know, Best Buy. That's your go-to brand for electronics. That's why people love it. Where Gab came back was when they, like, did the 1969 Gene campaign in, like, 2010 or 2009. I feel like that's what brought them back. Mm -hmm. Um, They were dead. They old, yo, gay ass person. When everybody knew what a gap thing, gay ass person, uh, or those other ones. But like everybody was like, oh, you wearing gap? What the fuck? But but then now niggas is hit, like him will hit me up and ask, yo, can you get me a gap logo? For gap this? is fly. It is fly. It's never not been fly in my opinion. You know, like um, the it's a, the thing is it's like an American staple in my opinion. The gap logo sweater pullover is like iconic much like the levi jean you know like much like um the true religion uh horseshoe like it's iconic i guess the the supreme fuckum keychain like the gap thing is iconic and so like that's why it definitely and they had to rebrand though you know everybody has to Mm rebrand like at that time abercrombie and fitch hollister american eagle um were popping um but aeropostel like where are they at now Whack. Aeropostale, you know, but that's what happens when, like, people get... That's what one why you should never really follow trends, because if you follow a trend, it's more than likely, in terms of business, it's more than likely where it's just going to go down because of the fact that you're following the trend. Like, Aeropostale, it was hot. Hollister, hot. Abercrombie, hot. How many how many niggas nowadays you see rocking Aeropostale, Abercrombie, or Hollister? Never. Nobody. Nobody. The fucking Abercrombie... Sweater with Abercrombie jeans and fucking UGG boots in 2009, 2010. That was it. You Polo were, boots. You like was fire when you had the Hollister. You was fired with the Abercrombie. But then look, 10 years later. Like, you wouldn't be caught dead. Like, you still wear Abercrombie? And that's why you should never follow trends. You should ride your own wave, okay? And that's why I don't really... I'm not a big fan of, like, brand, branded logos because of... Yeah, yeah, AI, facts. You know what I mean? There's some branded logos that are going to stand the test of time. Obviously, Polo... Um, Ralph Lauren, um, Calvin Klein, you know, yeah. companies like that, where like you you'll, you see somebody in it and you'll know it's whatever. You're, you're not gonna have any complaints. Louis, I guess. Louis, Gucci, but even though, even though Gucci, like Gucci's not popping really, like it's really not popping. I guess I don't know why it sells popping or. I think Louis Vuitton is hype right now because of Virgil. Virgil, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and I feel like that's why all of these fashion houses are leaning towards people along the lines of Virgil to kind of bring the hype too. I mean, it's smart. Like they're fashion now, like is you know. Um, comfiness is the new luxury you know like sweatpants like joggers like stretch skinnies like comfiness is where it's at now and it was the streets that made that fucking um branding you know like that that style like it was the hood that brought that style and so they if they smart to bring in virgil because if not like they'll seem as culturally clueless mm-hmm. which most of these houses are you know or you know they just practice woke economics um or uh, by putting the fucking black face and sweater, um, not think, economics, but like using outrage to, because they know it's gonna. It's for publicity, but I also feel like I've, these companies always try to put, and then not to discredit Virgil because I have a lot of respect for what he's Me doing too. For Louis Vuitton, but like I feel like a lot of these branded companies, they one, um, America across the board has always tried to gentrify, like I like Jesse Williams said in his um speech on BT Awards that they try to gentrify our genius like all these companies they're always trying to find a new it thing and just like like I have to give credit to Cardi B where she monetized um her O'Kerr phrase and yeah yeah it. you know what I mean because these companies they're gonna try to get anything and everything they can get off of you you know what I mean and they're trying to take the, what the, we come up with 
Tommy Hilfiger wouldn't have been where he was because of us. Timberland, same thing. Polo would have been still a brand, but we made Polo really popping. The hood makes everything popping. Hip-hop culture makes everything popping, and that's why these companies are finally getting hip to it, and that's why they're going and trying to put every hip-hop artist to the forefront. They're trying to put all the cool, hip people on Instagram. Why do you think influencers have, like, big followings and that they're going and working with these large brands is because they're trying to target one the african-american people because whatever we do is cool and everybody's going to follow suit and follow that pattern so if it's cool for virgil to be the face of louis vuitton yo every fashion house is going to go do it gucci dior um yves saint laurent you know like all these companies going to go and find their token black person and i'm not saying virgil's a token black person but like that kind of mentality where they try to find a person of color to be the face of the brand to attract that coolness factor to like brands that have lost their edge for so long facts you know actually like these companies most of their sales don't even come from the clothing no it doesn't it comes from the bags like gucci bag like chanel bag louis bag like that's what's actually popping most of the clothes they lose money on because they just give them away um or they're featured in like gq and magazine yeah and then after that magazine that nobody actually buys it and that's it and so like they they still even though like Virgil is not really making bags like that, he's making clothes, but these people, they know that if we get this guy, the eyes are still going to be on him. But it's, it's, he's smart because Virgil didn't stop Off-White because he went to Louis Vuitton. He's like, this is, this Louis Vuitton is going to help Off-White launch. Facts. I feel like Off-White is even going further because he's there and he's not like, it's not like, okay, we're using Virgil, Virgil's going to give us designs, he's going to be this. It's like, no, my name is Virgil. I'm going to help you guys out, but this is my brand, and it's still just as important, even more important than me working at Louis Vuitton. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that's where he kind of took the power in it. I'm pretty sure more people design. got off-white Nike kicks than the Louis, the Louis his Vuitton. Louis line. Like, um, and it does a service the regular Joe Smo, like the regular Joe Smo service did that off-white, you know? The Nike, like... Like, uh, a lot of niggas can't fucking afford, like, you know, there's a lot of black people, though, who are affluent people who can't afford Louis, you know, that's why it's disrespectful, like, that they put those things up, because there are black people who are high-end people, lawyers, doctors, who can afford this shit, and like to buy this shit, that's why you gotta have those executives in those positions, because these people are buying your shit, too, Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, I forgot, I lost my train of thought. It's all good. Um, a crazy thing, Virgil started off white in 2013, bro, and and it's only been six years he's had his line, mm-hmm. and I met him in 2013. Really? Yeah. Um, when I went to the Yeezus pop up shop in Chicago, um, this is when pop up shops like weren't really popping like that because the St. Pablo pop up shop lying around the block. Same thing with damn pop up shop. Yeah, Travis Scott pop up shop. The hype because whoever the kids are into, that's when they're gonna follow. Yeah, so this was 2013, and I um I was with Brian Sutton, and the Yeezus pop up shop, no sign, it was just white, it's just white, no line, nothing. Just walk in, and he, he didn't even announce it though. He kind of didn't announce it. I I like had to search through like Yeezy forums to find the address, and um I pull up. And it's like empty. It's not empty, but there's like some people in there. And Virgil's there, just standing there, mm-hmm. and like just just taking pictures with people. And I asked some guy, I was like, "Yo, who is that?" He's like, "That's Kanye's right hand man." Mm-hmm. Um, and I went up to him. I was like, "Hey, uh, can I take a picture with you?" And I was like, "He's like, yeah." And me and Brian, I've, it's on my Instagram. I'll show you later. Um, we took a picture with Virgil, 2013, when nobody knew who he was. I didn't know who he was. Um, what's crazy though is that like that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. People would go crazy. They see Virgil like he was there, no bodyguard, just chilling right there. 
And um, the- that's what, I feel like that's what I love people. People you can meet for, for like face level. You know, people where they're not like the hype has not gotten to them. And I feel like that's why I've always felt like this fame shit, bro. It's not worth it. You know what I mean? Keeping low key. Hell yeah. Having your work speak for yourself and not make it about you. But I feel like the fame and the culture and the hype around it always makes it about a person and we gotta idolize a person and we gotta dick ride a person. It's just like, people can have good ideas and make it be bigger, you know, like the bigger scheme concept. Like, it doesn't have to be about one single person. Facts. And that person can live a life, because you think about it, why do you think like celebrities and famous people, these niggas end up committing suicide, hating their lives, have drug addiction problems, alcoholism, stuff like that, is because like, it's a lot. It's a lot to weigh on them, you know what I mean? And that live that everyday life. It's like, why can't Virgil just be an everyday guy, you know what I mean? Facts. Do great work, but be an everyday guy. We got astronauts going across the room. You think they need to walk around without uh, security guards? Hell guys? no. No. They're doing, like, they're going to the fucking moon, bro. Hell yeah. They're doing crazier shit than this. Son, um, I'll give you another example. Um, You know, like, uh, kids in the hood, like they feel like the only way to make it is to be a basketball player, and you can you can still be in the NBA, but you know Adam Silver, the head of the NBA, mm-hmm. his second man, I forget his name, but he's he's a brother, he's a black guy. You don't you don't see him at all. You don't know. You don't know him. I don't know who he's the I know he's a brother, second in command in the NBA. Niggas got to know that. You, to be in an NBA, you don't have to be a player. Mm-hmm. You could be that nigga. You could be like, the NBA, you could be front office. And I promise you, he's making bank. Mm-hmm. Promise you, he's making bank because, like, um, and, but I'm saying, like, that's where we want, we gotta like we gotta stop like saying yeah. celebrity. Yeah. Celebrity is where you have to be. Um, even though it's nice, but, but celeb- they, they even do that for the music industry. Like, yeah, you have to meet the music industry like that where you feel like everybody right now. Feels like they have have to be an artist, and I think me and Allison had this conversation, um, you know, when with her music, and she was saying like, I don't want to be an artist. I just want to share my music. I just want to create art. This is my sign of expression. But like, the music industry has forced that kind of culture where you got to be like, I'm an artist. I'm an artist. I want to be famous, or I'm a producer. I want to be famous. I'm a DJ. I want to be famous. And everybody's got to kind of be this influencer, trying really hard to connect with people, and it's like. Bro, you got to get back to the basics. Facts. Basics is where it's at. Like, why do you think... And then people get mad that their, like, careers are not going off. It's because you, there's so much oversaturation. It's like, if you're, everybody's trying to be the LeBron James, then who's going to be the guy in the front office? Facts. You know what I mean? I mean, if everybody wants to be Michael, who's going to be Scotty? Like... Exactly. Um, Not everybody can be number one, you, you know? And sometimes you got to know where you play, play your role. And, like, at the end of the day, we're here in life to, like make a difference and make the world better i'm not here in my life to like live up to somebody else's expectations or to to live up to what you guys want to be like i'm here to make a difference to help people to encourage people to touch people's lives and i don't have to do that on a grand scale for me to feel like a sense of validation like i've accomplished something like we seek so much validation in things and in people and in power and in status that we don't realize that like life is not about that because when we die that shit is not going to matter facts you know what i mean like Let's think about it. You look at the Grammys, you look at the Oscars, they play the real highlight reel of all the people that they lost in the Academy and everything. And half those people, you're like, who is that person? You know what I mean? And it, to some people, it only matters, your accomplishments only matters if you're on the grand stage. But there's so many people that do great things that are not on that stage. Yeah, and then, you know, we always say this, we blame it on social media, man. Like, social media. Um, even though social, uh, without social media, I blame it on media in general because they oh, yeah. push that culture for generations. Yeah, yeah. celebrities are, are royalty. Mm-hmm. The Kardashians are the king, are the queen. List, the the categorization system, you know, is really where it fucks up. 
Yeah, yeah, man. Um, man, this is a beautiful conversation. Beautiful conversation. The flow is crazy. The flow is crazy. I do have to mention before we get off that, you know, niggas are growing up. Oh, oh, made, are they? That I made the biggest mogul move of the century. Oh. And proposed oh. to the love of my life, Allison. Um, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, I just want to shout out to all my friends. And how 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 it feel? How does it feel? Honestly, In case y'all didn't just hear, Julian just said he's engaged. I'm engaged. Yes, I am engaged. I was there. Kevin was there. I feel like I couldn't believe it. I was so nervous. I thought she was gonna say no. Nah, she was not gonna say. I didn't even physically ask her. I didn't open my mouth to say, "Allison, will you marry me?" I literally just like waved my hand over. Like, you come here. <laughs> come over here. <laughs> um. But honestly, it's the best thing that's happened in my life. Um, just thinking about it, you know, like, I feel like in our today's day and age, we kind of like feel like we, we don't have to get married early. And I'm not saying we're getting married early, but like, you don't have to wait your whole life to, if you know you love somebody, you know what I mean? And that this tender internet dating age, don't let it fool you. You can meet regular people. Love still exists. Hope still exists. And yeah nah that's facts what you just said like there is a little bit more faith in humanity yeah like you know um especially after seeing that like allison telling me when her her superior was like what you got engaged like even that person was caught off guard like that someone because marriage is getting is you know divorce is high like people are getting married less um so like it's beautiful it's definitely a ray of sunshine in this dark world that we live in i also blame social media for that too because of relationships and yeah it's the truth though i i feel like a lot of people have reached out over the past week saying like we gave them hope and that love still exists and black love i I mean let's be honest though like what are you gonna do you're gonna move out like y'all you weren't gonna you're gonna stop dating yeah like you're gonna start dating again someone else no i couldn't that's mad work you're gonna like Allison was gonna move out of here hell no no but see niggas is not willing to do the work and that's why that's why marriages is failing that's why relationships be failing it's because niggas are not willing to do the work you gotta hell yeah this, you know what i mean love is not something that's just gonna come on cookie cutter romanticism you know what i mean like you gotta put in work like everybody has been through some shit if you find somebody that rides for you ride for them that's it life is simple bro that's a fact, man. Simple. Like, just gotta hold hands sometimes, pray. Like, shit, shit, shit gets better, gets and you get you get out stronger in the end. In the moment, when shit goes goes down, like you think you'll never get out of that rut, but that makes the brightness, the brightest parts, feel so much better because you're like, damn, we made it out, and we're stronger and at this you, point. You gotta have a strong support system in anything you do, in business, and music, and life. Having a strong support system. Allison is the business. She is my brain. Because when I don't think about shit, she literally makes decisions for me and, like, is my voice of reasoning. You know what I mean? Like, and you got to have those type of people in your corner. Whether it's your relationship, your friends, your family. Like, having people in your corner who know you and want the best for you and are willing to sacrifice themselves to make sure the best happens to you and vice versa. That's 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 what makes me happy about this engagement because I know for the rest of my life I'm gonna have a person that roots for me no matter what you know. No, that's a fact, man. Yeah. I, I knew y'all were meant for each other when I found out y'all, y'all fought on each other to be petty, you know? Yo! Like, I was like, that's it. You can't go to anybody else. Bro. <laughs> that's, what, that's what real love is. Farting on each other to be petty. But, but um, nah, yeah. The wedding's gonna be lit. It is. Wedding of the century. The bachelor party's gonna be lit. Don't try to be friends with, for friends with us now. 
because you want to be you no new friends no new friends niggas that i haven't spoken to in like years are coming out the woodworks being nice Sending soliloquy, soliloquy messages about soliloquy. you know, love is so uh, passionate and happy for you and this and that and all of this and I'm like, but where was this when I was trying to share a flyer to the to the couple? The, the Maryland Magic. <laughs> so it's like, damn, son. But no new friends. No new friends. Yeah, but this is another great episode. Uh, what episode is this? This is what two seven? seven. Seven, yeah, two or seven. Um, shout out to Tiffany who came to the last. Um, thing that was a great episode. Heard some good reviews about that. I actually, listen, we to that episode. It's pretty good. We're actually about to um go see T Pain. T Pain. Um, in like about an hour. I'm T Pain. Yo, that shit is about to be crazy. We did Cyclone. No, I drink two step. I I'm literally I really after watching him on Tiny Desk, I really want to hear a drinking partner. So what else? Fucking I'm sprung bartender. I can't believe it. Wiz Canton, <laughs> yo son. I just hope the crowd is lit. Like that's my only like. I just hope it's not crackers. Like knowing one song, start moshing after fucking bartender comes on. I'm like, yo, we ain't even moshing, you know. I hope nobody throws a beach ball at his dreads and then he cancels the show. Um, yeah, I don't want that energy. You know, it, it's gonna be a good show. I'm excited. I'm I'm glad you. I'm coming with y'all. You know. Um, this is a beautiful experience. You know, I bought I bought Julian's ticket. Cutest thing ever. I got a uh, text message from Kevin. It was like, consider this a gift. And I was like, what? And then I opened it. It was tickets to CT Pain. Um, and I've, yeah, now Allison is coming. Allison. Consider this my engagement present to y'all. Because I got Ali's ticket too. Not trying to flex. I'm not trying to flex. Kevin, yo, he's wearing the brand new Yeezys. That, like, what, did, what did they drop last week? Uh, two weeks ago. Fresh. They they just came on Monday. Every easy that comes out, Kevin has it. Nah, maybe he, I, can, he can flex on these hoes, bro. Um, John Paul, my roommate John Paul has every single. I only have eight pairs. That nigga has like I, oh, twenty. Oh, what a life crisis! Yes, I only have eight pairs of Yeezys. John Paul got twenty. I have only two pairs of Yeezys. Okay, and that's not even a life. But you just started. You just started copying. That's it. That's it. That's <laughs> these are my last pair. I'm gonna start buying like LeBrons or something. Like, LeBrons? No. I'm I'm off the Buy Yeezys. Some Paul Georges. Okay? Some Paul Georges. Some, keep it humble. Maybe some loafers. I'm buying me some loafers. Guys, you know you gotta invest in some nice brown loafers. Like nice loafers. if you can afford three hundred dollar Yeezys, you gotta you could afford two hundred or a hundred dollar you know brown loafers that are fly could wear with your chinos. You know what I'm saying? Man, like don't buy fifty dollar pair of jeans that go with your three hundred dollar Yeezys. That doesn't make sense. What kind of jeans should you be wearing? Hundred dollar jeans. Get the quality. $1,000 know? white tee with no logo. You know, got to keep it fly. Got to keep it saucy. But yeah, yeah, this is another episode. Um, Any events we got coming up? Um, No events on the horizon, but just stay tuned. We're working. We're getting back to it. Um, We love y'all. Yeah, yeah. On, on Instagram, Mogul Talk Podcast. Twitter, Mogul Talk Pod. Um, you can follow me. I am King Jules. Um, you can follow the sauce at... Um, no Church in the City on Instagram. Marinara Sauce. On Twitter, I'll probably change that soon. So no church in the city. Yeah, I think so. If, hopefully, it's available. How how long have we been recording the show? Two years. Wow, we came year. into a decision. Twenty seventeen. Um, and uh, nah, that's it. That's it. That's it. Thank you guys. This is Mogul Talk. All right, swat.